Hello everyone and welcome to Living at Bellevue. I am your host Monday Young, international life and business coach and today we are going to be talking about corporate expat moms and the challenges they face and to help me navigate this conversation i am happy to introduce to everyone alina gomez rodriguez who is a trauma-informed mental fitness coach now i know you might all be asking what is that exactly and i am gonna let alina explain that and how she really works with um corporate expat moms out there to face the challenges of juggling, you know, having a full-time job and kids and a family. And we're really just going to be exploring the best ways for people to find their, their mental well-being as they're going through those transitions of moving abroad and being, you know, a mom and a professional. So hello, Alina. Thank you for the invitation, Monday. Hi, everybody. <laughs> So I want you to first, you know, as we jump in, I want you to kind of uh, just to explain to everyone exactly what it is that you do, as I know that your type of coaching is very Pacific. It is. And it's coming from my own needs that were not being met. <laughs> like I was always a workaholic, perfectionist, high achiever who wanted to do it all and have it all and succeed in everything I ever set up for myself. But I started noticing that I was paying a price for it. <laughs> I was getting close to a burnout. I was already yeah. living abroad and I was like that corporate high achiever type of woman. But then when I became a mom, it mm. became even worse because I started getting angry and frustrated with my daughter. And I started being that mumzilla, as they sometimes call it. And I was like, I don't want <laughs> yes, to be that. We all have those moments. Exactly. And I didn't know where to go for help. I was already a coach at the time, mm. but coaching was not helping me. I was working with my coaches and mentors because coaching and in its pure essence is all about forward looking and coach helps you overcome yeah. obstacles and keep pushing. And it doesn't matter that you're stuck. Like, how can we get you unstuck? But I felt like there was so much of my past coming up, like being a mom. I started remembering mm. all of my childhood and what like how my mom used to be with me. And even though, like, I don't know if right. any of you can relate to that, or like, you, Monday, I started repeating all of my mom's mistakes. Sure. Everybody always says you become your parents, and you're like, no, no way, not exactly. me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But so my question was, like, how do I take the strengths of my mom, which was, like, super confident, and she, she had a big charisma, she was super strong, organized, planned, like, guys respected her, she was a CFO, and I was like, I want to be like that. But how do you take that without all those negative side side effects like sure, she was burned sure. out and, and everything and yeah. then she became the angry mom so I, mm. I needed help so the trauma-informed piece in what I do that's actually going back to those roots like where our strengths are rooted and how often yeah. they turned into our weaknesses so how yeah. do you do that <laughs> keep your strength without the negative side effects and then the mental fitness part of it is how do you keep your zen together <laughs> like how do you do it all without you keep your mind exactly so when, you, when, we, when you talk about mental fitness are you talking about how to sort of you know because the mind can be so repetitive you know like it could just be on that 
that yep. feedback loop of and and you could be just reliving your trauma right again and again yep. and again and again in your mind so when you say fit mental you know fitness are you teaching people how to inter, how to sort of switch that that activity in the mind to be working in a different way you're getting there yeah so the first thing is to realize okay. that those voices in your head so like i have a perfectionist i have inner critic i have high achiever mm. like realize that mm. they are hijacking you and that they are abusing your right. strength and that they are telling you lies okay like for example one of the lies that i hear the most often that i need to be perfect and do it all in order to deserve love because i'm not worthy of love mm. just the way i am like you cannot be a lazy couch potato you cannot be selfish and put your needs first you must take care of others first like that pleaser voice as well so recognize who's driving your bus that <laughs> those are those saboteurs right. who are trying to hijack you and once you recognize that how yeah. do you switch back to take your taking your power back from being the victim of those voices who tell you what to do and what to care about and how to act and think and feel from a place of you your essence like your right. sage your wisdom your intuition so meant it's called mental fitness because it's like going for the normal gym like you have to grow your muscles <laughs> and it takes time yeah, sure. and it's not that everybody has and especially not busy moms <laughs> working moms to sit on a meditation pillow two hours a day so how do you keep if you get yeah five minutes yes. exactly so how do you keep switching into uh your zen mode kind of like even if you have just 10 seconds of a time and even if you're in the middle of your shopping spree and there's a, a toddler having a tantrum at your feet like how do you keep calm and this is the mental fitness this is that it, you have to practice like regularly there are ways to do that in a short amount of time but you have to keep going it's a lifelong practice and uh, it's actually the only way how to how to manage how to manage to be zen and do it all and be an expat with not enough support and have it all have a career and family and be great at both and do you, do you think that people have a hard time you know actually understanding that they might be suffering from trauma because sometimes you might just think i'm stressed out yeah or i'm just feeling overwhelmed so do you think i mean i would say in my coaching i i sometimes you know you you know, those emotional things do come up for people and they have a hard time identifying it as trauma. Yep. And I kind of have to walk them through like this, what you're talking about is something quite traumatic. Is that something that you find in your coaching? And how do you get people to connect with um, actually what might be causing the root of their pain or stress or discomfort? Yeah, absolutely. And this is what I do and why I'm more like effective than classic coaching or therapists, because they let you talk about it or like you keep swimming in it, drowning in it. There are ways how you can drill down pretty fast to find out what trauma is, because trauma is not just the shock. This is what we usually mean by trauma, like abuse, violence in kind of extreme form. Something happened too fast, too intense, and you did not process that. That experience got stuck in your body, in your mind, and you keep reliving it every time you get triggered. So that's what we usually mean by trauma, but that's just part of it. That's a shock trauma. 
There's also developmental trauma, which is what I had, even though I thought I had a super happy childhood, nothing to complain about, nothing to blame my parents for. But it was a developmental trauma. And that was the other extreme. Too little for too long. Like the love I was getting from my super high achieving mom was conditional, very conditional. It was tied to my performance and obedience. And it's, it is a form of trauma. So recognizing that trauma is actually a spectrum. It can be as silly as being bitten by a dog. Like even if you had perfect parents, but something happened that from your adult mind perspective, it seems ridiculously negligible. But if that experience did not get processed, if you didn't talk about it with some wise adult who helped you realize that what happened was not your fault, that there's nothing wrong with you, that bad things happen to good people sometimes, and it's okay that you will be okay. Like if you did not get this kind of support, then it might have got like kind of encapsulated inside of you as a trauma and you keep getting triggered every time something similar comes comes along. Yeah. Yeah. And we definitely don't want to be passing that same trauma on to our own children, right? Which is why it's so important to identify our traumas and to kind of know what's what's going on in our subconscious like what is actually making me act this way or speak this way or behave this way because we can end up just creating the one thing that we're trying to fix exactly yeah that i don't want moms to feel guilty when i mentioned that like kind of like clear your own trauma even before you become a mom ideally but even for me i did not do that i was not aware that i had even any trauma so i started working on that only when i noticed that i was becoming that momzilla myself uh so the sooner the better it's never too late i just believe for me personally that i have the responsibility and i want to take that responsibility to clear my own stuff and i don't want to pass it on to my daughter so that she needs to sit in somebody else's practice 20 30 years later yeah Absolutely. Yes, later. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all have that fear, you know, of, um, and I don't think there's anything as being a perfect mom, but I do think there is uh, being a conscious mom, you know. Uh, like I explained to you, I would say for me, like my mom wasn't a very verbal person, right? Like she, she didn't explain why she was angry or why she was upset or why we had to do this right and i don't think you have to explain every single thing to your kids but you know when i'm in a bad mood or something like i tell my son why Mm. right that it's that it's not him that you know mommy uh is just having a very stressful day because she has a a lot of a lot of work you know like maybe we can go sit outside together but i try to at least let him understand what's going on. Like, cause sometimes I think as moms, we think we, we, we don't have, we don't show our vulnerability. What's going on with us. Right. Mm. But you're saying it beautifully. This is exactly it. You model by example, you show your son that it's okay to feel like not happy. <laughs> you don't have to pretend to yeah. be a happy, yeah. perfect mom 100% of the time because your kids will see that you're faking it and that's what they will learn to sure. fake it and not express their own needs and emotions. Like that's not a way to go either. So exactly as you're saying it, explain what's happening without it impacting them too much and for sure always explain it's not your fault because kids have the tendency to take everything on themselves and and think like, yeah, my mom is perfect. so 
it must be my fault that she's feeling this way. I made her feel that way. So bad me. I'm a bad boy. So it's, you're doing it exactly right. Yeah. And, and what would you say, you know, in your work, what would you say would be some of the top issues facing sort of uh, corporate expat moms? What, what would you say are some of the main things that they, do they come to, does it seem like they come to as they're at burnout or what would you say are the, the biggest challenges you, you see them face? I think the biggest challenge is really asking for help way too late. Like in a way, there's ne it's, right. there's never too late. You can always get help. But I could have helped much earlier before it got so worse. Because especially for, I tend to attract mom like me. <laughs> so the super high achiever. <laughs> yes. And we hate asking for help. We hate mm -hmm. appearing weak and not capable. So they usually come only at the point when they are burning out, when they are yelling at their kids, when they are not sleeping enough and their health is at risk. So, but we can still turn it around, but I just wish like with the, all the awareness about trauma and burnout that I'm doing, I'm hoping to get them at earlier stages before it's that late in the process. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's really interesting what you said, like you just gave some symptoms. So I would say, you know, if, you know, for those listeners out there who, who, who are, you know, maybe can identify, you know, with that, that corporate mom holding that balance. Could, could you give us a couple of symptoms, you know, that they need to be aware of when, when it, like you're saying, like they always come a little bit too late. So what symptoms should they be looking out for to help them understand, like, this is the moment you should get help before it becomes overwhelming? Yeah, that's a great question. This is a fantastic question. The red flags are if you start, start feeling resentful, towards your children or people you help at work. If you start getting overwhelmed, you already wake up and you're feeling stressed about everything you need to get done that day and you have no idea how you're going to do it. Yeah, yeah. If all the days just feel like you're on a treadmill and you never get a time off, there's no space for you to just slow down, relax and just breathe. <laughs> so those are all burnout symptoms. So anytime you feel that way, anytime you catch yourself yelling at your kids and then regretting it afterwards and being worried that oh, they will feel not loved and shame on me, I'm such a bad mom. Like those are all symptoms that I see the most often. Yeah. And so what would you what would you say would be sort of three pieces of advice that you could give a, a corporate mom if she is actually experiencing all the things you just um, described? Um, how could she start helping herself, you know, because I think there is a step before you go to a coach, right? I think when, once you go to a coach, you have to mm -hmm. be, you have to be in the place to be ready to accept help, right? So it's usually what they usually try to do, but those are actually mistakes. So my moms, they usually try to get like look for productivity hacks and routines and they try to help themselves mm. first. Mm. But it, they realize soon that this is treating just the symptoms. It's not going to the roots. So when they are ready to finally come to me is when everything else failed. <laughs> uh, and they realize they yeah. cannot get it done and that they need help. 
And that's the most important point. They realize they need help and they start looking for it. So it's a, it's like, you know, I think I think what you said is, is quite interesting because now with YouTube, you know, we can pretty much have, we have, there's a hack for everything, right? Like you think it may just be, you yep. may just, you may think it's just something about time management. You may just not be managing your time well, or uh, it's your husband's fault, mm -hmm. or your kid has too much energy. You know what I mean? It's like, um, yep. And, and you're trying to fix all those external things. And, and sometimes those things can just be band-aids. Absolutely. So how, how does a woman, so what would you, you know, especially since, you know, you're talking about, you know, an experience you went through, um, at what point did your red flag go off for you when you said to yourself, okay, now I need help. When you were like combating that, that perfectionist, that, that, that doing everything right person, how did you get, how did your breakthrough come mm, through? Mm. I had several levels, actually several reminders before I completely <laughs> woke up, I would say. One of them was talking to my friend who stayed in the corporate world while I already started building my business. Okay. And I was, I caught myself complaining to her that I don't have enough time for my business because I'm still a part-time mom and how difficult it is to do everything on my own and uh, like not having enough support, being an expat mom and not having family in the next street. So. I find myself complaining and then I realize like, wait, <laughs> those are all results of my choices. And those are actually gifts. Like I wanted that. I wanted to live abroad because it's a wonderful adventure. And I would be actually bored if I moved back to my country, everybody speaking the same language and just no challenge there. I wanted to have my own business because I wanted to have this flexibility to be a part-time mom. This was my dream. I didn't want to sacrifice my life to a job and leave my kids to a nanny and see her just during the weekends. That's what I wanted. That's what I was always dreaming about. Why do I complain about it? So I started catching myself in this victim mode, telling myself the stories in my head all about like, poor me, poor me. And then the final one that really hit home was when I when I caught myself yelling at my at my daughter for nothing, really, just because she was being playful. But I was stressed. I was with the long to do sure. list in my head. And we was like, I, we need to get going. But it was Saturday afternoon. We were going to a park yeah. like, what the heck? <laughs> it's not that being few minutes Change late anything. would make the world yeah. stop, go around. Exactly. So that's when I realized like, uh oh, <laughs> I'm in trouble. I yeah, will need yeah, help. Yeah. And I think it's, I think the biggest thing, you know, that you're saying there is that I would say for me also, you know, I think no one is above help. Like I always tell people like I have a coach and I have, and I have had different coaches at different stages of my life. Um, when I, I, when I needed a therapist to talk about certain things, I, I went to a therapist and I don't think it's, it's, it's something that you need all the time, but I think it's, it's, it's good to be conscious of when you need support and there is nothing selfish about getting support. I don't know why women have this huge issue that they feel like taking time to support themselves is selfish. And I'm not exactly sure how that got programmed into us, but, um, you know, I would just like to say, you know, concretely that's fixing, 
yourself and supporting yourself is not a selfish act. Yeah. Amen, sister. And it's so funny. I don't, <laughs> I don't believe in coincidences, but by coincidence, just about an hour ago, I finished recording a live stream on my LinkedIn profile that was exactly about this. And it was answering all your questions. It's that people pleasing voice in our head and it's drilled into us by society by our, by our cultures because in most of the cultures women are the one who's supposed to take care of everybody else and if they are conditioned to feel selfish like if we put our needs first but it is like that airplane advice put your oxygen mask first before you help anybody else and we just even knowing it logically it makes sense we just feel like no i don't want to do that yeah. I, it would be selfish yeah. to do that and we keep running towards that burnout anyway so i think sometimes we run to that selfish excuse too as an avoidance i think we as women also avoid our demons right just like everybody else that it, it seems like so much work to work on those issues that it's, it's, it's easier for me. You know, it's always easier to give someone's advice than to take it. You know, it's like, yep. and we could be just busying ourselves just to not actually confront. Absolutely. Those things that are, that make us uncomfortable. Yep. Most of the women I work with, like the, the smarter and the more logical and proud of their brain, the more I expect and usually find that it's true, the more emotions they are stuffed under the lid in that pressure cooker. Like it's always right. like this. Right. We always think that emotions and our own feelings and needs, that it's just a distraction or that it's not, it will drive people away and we are worried that others wouldn't like us. So we just stuff it in that pressure cooker <laughs> as not being useful. Yeah. And we don't want to look there. Mm. It's like a black closet that you don't yeah. even want to open because you're afraid what would jump out. But it does have yeah. the tendency to sneak out in exactly those moments when you need it the least. And that's the sign that you, you right. need help. It's time yeah. to, to do something. Yeah. Well, I know you're, you're providing some help for women. You have this exciting summit coming up for exactly the type of mom we're, we're talking about. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the event that you're organizing for um, corporate moms, you know, expat moms abroad, and that could help to give them some, give them some advice, the best way to, to navigate career and yeah, being absolutely. a mom. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you. Yeah. And you're one of the uh, guests of honor of that of that summit. And I was yes, I will be a speaker there as exactly. Well. Yes, and I'm excited yes, yes. because we are covering it all. Like we are, it's corporate expat mom. I would put in a bracket super mom because it's for moms who want to have it all. They want to have career or transition into having a business. That's where we have Monday <laughs> speaking. And they want to be great moms. Yes, so we are covering yes, all these yes. topics, work, business, uh, family, and you moms, <laughs> the things that you don't want to talk about, we talk about it. Yes. And it's just as a first introduction, it's a series of 15 interviews. They're very short uh, and it's meant to 
give you the idea of what kind of help is out there because all of the speakers they are experts they are top of their field coaches um, mentors expat super moms they've all been been there uh, so we know exactly how hard it is and so this is an open door to show you how much help there is actually out there and how normal and useful and beneficial it is to reach out to some of these experts and start getting the help so I would I would love to invite everybody for for the summit and, and sign up it's for free uh it's happening in may 9 we start in may 9 right after the u.s mother's day so that's a perfect <laughs> beginning well that is fantastic elena and i want to thank you so much for uh coming and really talking about this subject that is affecting so many women and for the listeners who out there who would be interested in attending this free five-day summit, you can register for the summit at www.summit.zensupermom.com backlash Alina, or you can go to the Facebook group on Facebook. It's called Zen Super Mom. And if you want to get in touch with Alina directly, you can go to her website, www.alinagomezrodriguez.com. And should you have missed that information, no worries. You can go to the website um, on, on my website, on WRP, on Facebook or Instagram, and find all the details in the description with all the links so that you can register for the summit that will be um, starting May 9th until the 13th. So I encourage you, all those corporate moms out there to come and to have a listen and to get that support you need. And I wanna thank everyone for listening and we look forward to speaking to you next time. Bye-bye.